today on the Scott Thompson Show on AM 900 CHML. All right, when we had the premiere on the other day uh, and we were, uh, I was trying to hold her feet to the fire regarding uh, electricity, she uh, again tried to sort of stray away from that point and talk about what the government and the premiers are doing uh, in regard to trying to get a better health care deal for everybody. Uh, and it seemed like the provinces were quite united on this and we're going to have strength in numbers and try to put some leverage, little uh, boots to the, to the federal government in regard to how much they get in transfer payments every year to fund health programs. Uh, and then all of a sudden, out of the blue, uh, one rogue province by the name of New Brunswick has, turns out, signed their own deal with the federal government, which has ticked off the other provinces. And now, uh, you know, there seems to be a, a break in the coalition here. Has the uh, prime minister divided and conquered here? And why would it, one province go rogue? To talk more on all of this, Peter Grafe is with us, professor of political science, McMaster University. He is with us now. Hello, Peter. How are you today? Great, thanks. Thanks for taking the time to join us at this time of year. We greatly appreciate this. So, Peter, why would it seem when the premiers were banded together and there's communication going on and it's a kumbaya moment and, you know, maybe they're arguing, but at least they're talking, what makes one province go rogue? Uh, well, they are able to cut themselves a better deal. <laughs> so I think uh, when all is said and done, the federal government uh, knows that one of the best ways to beat the provinces is to, to divide them. And uh, you go after uh, one of the provinces that's the most cash-strapped and probably offer them a bit of a better deal than they would get uh, than if uh, all the provinces went together. So, I, I mean, in the short run, that seems to be uh, the dynamic that I see in, in, in what's happened here. Do we know the details of this deal? Is there something that we're missing here? Because it seems to be basically the same thing that everybody else had turned down before, no? Yeah, although, uh, I mean, I guess what's beneficial here for uh, New Brunswick is that if a better deal comes along, then they'd get a piece of the better deal. (laughs) How does that work? Uh, Well, uh, it's a negotiation. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, I mean, again, the federal government then uh, gets a chance to divide the provinces, to to go to the Canadian public and say, look, New Brunswick thinks this is okay. Why are the other provinces refusing to do that? Uh, New Brunswick gets to see the money now, while the other provinces have to wait to see whether they can make a deal. So is this, uh, has the coalition broken down? Is it about forgetting uh, unity here? It's everyone out for themselves? Because once once that has happened, I mean, really, what's the sense of being together on this? uh, Well, I mean, the federal government can't take that much credit for fixing health care if they've only done it in New Brunswick. Uh, and so as long as Ontario, Quebec, Alberta, British Columbia are standing outside of it, I mean, you're looking at about, what, 85-90% of the Canadian population. So, uh, I mean, in a sense, the provinces uh, lose a bit of negotiating leverage because they can't say, look, we're all agreed uh, on this. But at the end of the day, the federal government can't claim a huge win because uh, they're still in a situation where they want to take credit for somehow fixing home care uh, and long-term care, uh, and they aren't going to be able to do that if none of the other provinces agree. So I think, in a sense, we're still stuck in a stalemate. Uh, But, I mean, it's also a stalemate that maybe distracts us from some of the more important issues. I mean, Kathleen Wynne, as you pointed out, could be talking about the importance of getting this money for health care. But a lot of what's going to be happening in the future of our health care systems depends on how the provinces themselves manage. Uh, particularly their relationships with the doctors and the nurses and the other health professionals who have a really strong place in the system. And if they're unable to really wrestle those uh, professionals to get change, 
uh, throwing more money or less money at the system isn't really making that much difference. Are the problems from province to province much different, though? Uh, I don't think so. I mean, uh, in, in 1960s, we developed a particular way of funding the healthcare system. I mean, doctors were always very powerful within uh, healthcare systems even before that. Uh, I think it sort of uh, structured a bunch of interest in the system in continuing to do things the way we do things. You know, I mean, provinces have been trying to change that, for instance, by moving to health teams, finding other ways to deliver services outside of hospitals. Um, but, I mean, most of them are working from the same basic architecture. So you're right, they have uh, fairly similar questions to deal with, but each of them is negotiating separately with their provincial doctors and provincial health professions. Want to hear more? Download the podcast on iTunes or Google Play and listen to The Scott Thompson Show weekdays from noon to 3 on AM 900 CHML.